We are recording. Now it feels long. It just feels long, but still, like. Still feels long. I don't it's know. Like you're playing it out. I, I, I. Right. Yeah. No, I don't think it can be played out. Okay. Are you sure it's not too much? I mean, do you think it's snow or bubbles? Like champagne bubbles. Ah, it's a really good question. Definitely, definitely bubbles. I see. I kind of see snowflakes. I, I see snowflakes. Absolutely. But they're going up. Maybe it's ash. Oh. Think about that one. Oh. Could be ash. I think so. All right. It's been settled. Okay. Well, <laughs> if there is any question... Don't forget to leave comments in, you know. Yeah, where the where the comments go. Stuff go. Bacon! Bacon is my podcast! Bacon! Bacon is my podcast! Bacon! Bacon is my podcast! Bacon! Um, for those of you who don't know, he is Jimmy from Craving Strange. I am Mike from Something Heavy, and together we are Bacon is my passion. And this is Bacon is my podcast. Yeah. Where we talk about things and stuff and uh do countdowns. Yeah. Stuff and things. I can I can count down really well from 30 to about Two or three. I can get to two. I just can't seem to get to one. Yeah. I hope that doesn't bother anybody. I hope it does. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's so annoying. <laughs> I, I got to say that I, I and, and I'm sure people are losing their minds. Uh, that that was like the third time we've done it. Yeah, time. something like that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's not going to go away. No, that's a that's a feature. That's a that's a thing. <laughs> that is that is a with great power comes great responsibility. That's and I am I am irresponsible. He yields the power. The power. I wield it haphazardly <laughs> with reckless abandon. Did you say haphazard? Haphazardly. I thought you said haphazard. I was like, dummy. 
It might have come out. I don't I wonder how we'll have to play it back. It might have come out like that. Sometimes when I say things, I've I've found this. I don't know if it's um like an accent thing, or I think we've talked about accents on the show yeah, before. Yeah. Uh but sometimes when I say things, letters that are not in the word happen. And I don't know why that is. Yeah. Well, it's funny because now my family has adopted the way you say bagel and you say bagel. <laughs> so now so now Jen will walk around the house and go, hey, it's Sunday. You should go get some bagels. And I was like, man, Indiana, <laughs> Indiana accents. When you say it and when I say it, it sounds different to me. <laughs> right. Like I feel right. like I say bagel. <laughs> no, you don't say bagel. You say bagel. Bagel. I feel, I feel like I. I feel like you make fun of me saying that I say bagel, and I don't I feel do, like I say. I bagel. You make fun of it. That's. That, I. I feel like I say bagel. Show about it. I feel it's a long a. Bagel. Uh, no, no, it's bagel. <laughs> it's totally bagel. <laughs> Go back to the archives. You, you'll I'll see. Have to look. I have to look. Yeah. Maybe I'm learning. Maybe I'm growing, and maybe, learning. Maybe you're learning how to speak. Could be. About Could time. Be. It is about time. You would think. You would think at this point. Yeah, after 27 years on this earth, you should uh... still put an L in both. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before we move forward, of course, we're going to give a shout out to our sponsors at Poddex. Yes, the mighty, uh, the mighty Poddex. Uh, thank them. It's upside down. It's like that. That uh, well, one of scene. them's upside down, and one of them's right side up, so that I can be like, "How about this way?" Yeah, it's still upside down though. But one of them's right side up. So how about it's this like, way? It's like in Major League Two when Charlie Sheen was holding the uh, how about, how about the this? right guard upside down. Hediferous, Misphorus, Hertophorus. It's upside well, perhaps, down. Well, perhaps upside down. Perhaps someone is watching the podcast upside down. Maybe. And therefore, maybe they're not. Maybe they're not watching the podcast at all, and we're wasting a ton of people's time right now. That that is also very likely. More likely, in fact. More likely, yeah. So anyway, Poddex is a lot like cards, uh, cards for humanity or cards against humanity. against. That's yeah, that's whatever. And, you know the uh, card games where they like give you fun questions to answer that make you look across the table at someone you know and go, mm, I know how you want to answer this, but I don't know if you're gonna answer it this way because we're in polite company. Yeah, yeah, it's like and that. That's, that's what you guys do, but yeah. they're better. A lot yeah, better. absolutely. And so if you go fun. to poddex.com, you can put in the promo code BACON and get 10% off your order. Greatest promo code ever. Right. I, I, I don't think we can plug that promo code any more than we have. But I think you guys should all use it yeah, way more you than you do. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely should use it. I used it. I got my 10% off. I got yeah. my 10% off, and I was very happy about it. Yeah. And if you want to help the show out, of course, you know, the promo, the promo code lets them know you're listening to us and that you were referred to them by us. And, you know, it's kind of like, hey, tell them Bacon sent you. And then yeah. they're like, oh, Bacon's awesome. And yeah, Bacon's powered right, by Poddex serious. and you're powered by Bacon. Right. So hashtag powered by Poddex. It's Poddex. Uh, yeah, I don't have any cool slogans. That's all right. Powered by Poddex. Yeah. They already have they a cool it, slogan. Yeah, they That's gave it to us it. already. 
So, so what what are you drinking there, buddy? Uh, I've got just some regular old Jameson. Um, I did not. I took it from inside the house. I didn't take it from the decanter today. From the um, globe of greatness. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna. It's gonna. I have a little globe here. of greatness. I have my oh, my okay. ice my ice ball. Your fun today. little ice ball. Um, so I brought yeah. uh, I brought ice balls here to the studio, mm-hmm. and I do not have um horrible apple pie moonshine today i have uh jameson ipa edition not a sponsor all right so i got yeah i know not a sponsor not not yet i gotta tell you that that rowan co uh from a few weeks back like back towards the beginning of the show i love that stuff man that's that's coming like but i can't i so there's a liquor store up the block from me they have posters plastered all over, and I'm like, hey, can I get one of those posters? No, no, no. You cannot have a poster. It's like, okay, well, I would like to buy a bottle of that liquor. Can I have a bottle of that Ronco? No, 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 no. We don't have any. It's like, are you kidding me? They're advertising a... They're advertising it. They literally had two bottles, and I, I bought the first one. Right. And I went back a few weeks later, and I bought the second one. Okay. And then they put... 14 posters on the wall literally 14 of the 12 by 24 posters and they still don't have it and you know what now they're going to be like nah we don't order it because it doesn't sell right like it doesn't sell because you don't have it but they have plenty it's like heart i believe in harvey dent supply and demand brother yeah i demanded it i i bought two bottles of it you did your part it's disheartening. But I, I like, long story short, I, I like stouts better than I like IPAs, but the IPA edition of the Jameson Caskmates, I, I actually think I like better. Do you? I, I still like the stout Caskmates better than the IPA, but I do like them both very much. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of both of them. Um, I will reach for those over Jameson Black, over... You know, over regular Jameson. Um, like, I'll always go for one of those if I see it before I'll go for anything else, really. Because price-wise, yeah. it's like the same, and it just smooth, man. They taste, they taste delightful. Yeah, they do delightful things on my uh, on my tongue pieces that send messages to my brain that say you like this. Yes. Yeah. I, I actually I go for the regular Jameson most of the time because it's uh, cost effective. It is. And I get the really big bottle because we've we're usually together filming the podcast. Yes, yeah. So, so that's that when when that that's why when I bring bottles over, I usually bring two because uh, right, which is not cost effective, especially when no. I drop one. Especially when you drop them. Yeah, but although it, I, it, I will say cool. after the holidays, I do have more uh, whiskey represented in my apartment or in my oh, house okay. now than than I did before the holidays. A yeah, if anybody remembers, uh, there were a couple of times where I really didn't have any left. Um, yeah, mystery, was, mystery flask, mystery flask, and yeah. So so now I'm uh, a little a little more represented um, because uh, you know people get me whiskey for Christmas and stuff. Right, people know that you like the whiskey, and uh, they do, they do. Um, actually, so uh, my boss hooked me up. And he got me these like Johnny Walker bottles, like these little bottles where it goes all the way from black to blue. 
Ooh, nice. So it's like uh, they make little bottles of blue. Yeah, it's it's a smaller bottle. So what what I propose is that next time we're here together in the studio, we can partake in all of them. Oh, taste test. I love it. Taste testing. Let's run the gauntlet. Maybe we put it on the Patreon like we have the uh, the other whiskey tasting. I like it. Yes, absolutely. So let's let's do that. Okay, cool. Coming up with ideas for new shows right here. That's what we do right here. Live right here. Live with you. Like spitballing. That's what that's. I think that's kind of what makes uh, what we do a lot of fun because we can spitball pretty well. Yeah. And also, we we don't take each other or take ourselves too seriously. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't take you seriously either. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't take either of us seriously. I walked walked right into that one. (laughs) I totally walked into that one. But no, I agree. I agree. I think that's what what does make it kind of fun is, uh, you know, the whole idea when we even started this was like, hey, you know what we do for the first hour that we hang out anyway? Let's let's invite people because we've I've I personally I know you you have too, but I personally had so many people go. I would love to be just like a fly on the wall when you guys hang out. Or like, can I just come sit in the studio? I'll be quiet. I just want to like. Yeah, I've I've had a few of those. Be in the room seeing what the hell you guys do and how you come up with things and when you hang out and stuff. Uh so we thought, hey, well let's let's do that. Let's let's let everybody do that. Invite everyone. I, I think it's amazing how many people think how think that we're way more productive than we actually are. Yeah, it's it's uh you know what we're good at? We are good at um rolling with something and making the best out of whatever we have okay yeah right so so if we get in a room together and we come up with like one of us comes up with an idea for a podcast the other one can roll with it and we could talk about that for an hour yeah if one of us comes up with a guitar part we can the other one can roll with that and we can write a song around it yeah you know because we're not we don't get caught up in you know, like let's make sure that this is quality. Let's make sure. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's really make sure that what we're putting out is top notch. We don't, you know, we don't mess with that. We're just like, you know what? It's going to be as good as it can possibly be. And sometimes that's going to be great, and sometimes it's not. But it's it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. It, that you're right. It, we just make things happen. The only thing that now, the only thing is that we have. I mean, what what did I count when we first started getting back together and writing? How many songs did I end up counting on the hard drives that we? What did? was it like? Twelve or something? No, or it might have been more than that. like that. Were that were kind of done. Yeah, it was more like it was more like eighteen almost. Well, in in various stages, yeah, because there was there was yeah. some that's just music and some that's like, yeah, that's um, you know, just a lot of wackiness or like a chorus or something like that. But yeah, yeah. there's there's so much stuff that uh, that needs to needs to happen. Yeah, and then but we just like to waste our time on podcasts. Yeah, but <laughs> it, instead of doing that. Right. We started doing this, and uh, for some reason, 
a couple people like it, and that's all we need to just make this our routine. Yeah, we just need to keep going. <laughs> you like us? Cool. <laughs> we'll keep doing it. Yeah. I, I just uh yeah, man. You're right. That's we we just we take something, whatever it is, and we make it as good as it's going to get that night. Yeah. Because we forget about it after that. Exactly. I think that's a wonderful way to live. <laughs> That was that was the best part about getting back together and like looking back and and clicking on these tracks that that have various we they, none of them have real titles you right know, they have date they have uh, you know different things to name them and and uh, DJ has spoken about that on uh, on the the hard rock lunch boxes that I I always have hundred different files of the same song trying to make it sound better and do right right and that um but yeah you, you, in the beginning when you don't really have a song title in mind you tend to get a little creative and really have some dumb song titles and and that's and when you revisit them 18 months later it makes for even more of a good time because you're like holy shit this is actually really good so what's your do you have um well, I'm sure you do, but think back to like all the songs that you've released or played live with all of the bands that you've been in, right? Mm -hmm. Can you pinpoint like a song that um, that you that you still on a set list would write the title that is not the title of the song as it came out? Okay, so for me. It's, Did that make sense for anybody listening, or was that just like, you know, the the golf ball going around the hole but not going in? Like what? So what I okay. So so <laughs> let's let's give a little backstory here because I think what people need to understand is that being musicians and being writers, songs can take shape in different ways. And when you first start naming a song, or when when you're when you bring a song to a band that may not be it just it's going to be in various ideations of of done you know right. it's going to be some some parts are finished whatever so a lot of bands work instrumental first and then we got to as vocalists have to work around that so before we actually come up with the real title they have placeholders that's best that's the best way to, to describe it is fpo for position only right right so um a lot of times especially when people are not the vocalist uh you can't refer to it as the new title because everybody will go what song is that right <laughs> and then you're like you're a jerk exactly i've renamed the song because it's the real title because it means something yeah <laughs> um so it's not your yeah. dumb title that you know yeah, so uh, so for me, okay, so I took it as a challenge. So for anybody who's been in a band with me knows, um, and you know, I was in a band with Dan, and he's pretty uh, he's pretty eloquent with words and things of that nature. And what they would what they would kind of do is just say, "This song should be named this." And I would go, okay, I'll write to that. It was very rare 
that I oh and and Joey Nunn Joey Nunn was in uh, or Joey DeMarco was in one of my bands as well and he you know he he comes up with some pretty creative titles too and when you don't have any words to work with yet um you know you just kind of go okay cool that's a direction I'll, I'll take it um I mean I've written songs uh named everything from Meatbox yeah yeah that was uh, that's a fun story uh meatbox uh i mean on our first record uh one of my co-workers came up to me and he goes the next song you write needs to be called bury me face down so you can kiss my ass goodbye and i said okay i'm gonna do it and i and did you did and you yeah. did that yeah um uh yeah i've done that a bunch of times i don't think i've ever had a lot of pushback because I, not that i remember um I think in the LTOB days, there were a few songs that were kind of slow to take shape. And um, I think a lot of songs get parodied by band members after they're recorded. And then they change the name. Yes, I can see that. Yeah. So so that's kind of where that lies. So, no, I, I really don't I don't remember any. I'm sure there's got to be one or two, you know, in the past, but. Um, none that can not that come to mind right now. What about you? You got, I, I have, I, I, uh, I have one that always sticks out to me. Um, and I'm one of those people that, um, I don't want anything to matter, <laughs> but I am also a writer. So when it comes to like naming the song and the lyrics and all that stuff, the back of my brain, my lizard brain goes, it has to matter. It has to make sense. It has to matter. So it's like I, I find myself um, – we've put ridiculous song titles on things or song titles that don't have anything to do with the song, things like that. And there's just something about it that like the back of my brain won't allow me to to, to like like it as much. I'll just be like, yeah. ah, this doesn't make sense. This is dumb. And like You know, because I – when I was coming up, I was – Kind of, uh, you know, I was always in bands and I was always working with writers that I I really respected and that I, I learned a lot from. But um, I had that habit of like learning the way they did it and thinking that that was the right way to do it. And then just continuing to do it that way right. until something forced me to find another way around right. it. You know, I had to break myself of that habit for a long time, but it still sticks with titling songs uh, for some reason. And we have a uh, Craven Strange has a song um, called uh, You'll Never Know. And it's on our Besides record. And it was uh, written and recorded for the Save Yourself album, but it did not. It wasn't recorded. It was written and going to be on that album. But it just didn't quite make it as far as like being done. And it didn't fit at all on the Life Exceptional record. Sonically, feel, anything like that. So uh, our, our album besides was songs that were written that could have been on either of those records that just didn't fit on them. Right. So that song for the longest time in the studio um, because of my drummer at the time, Jimmy Tassone, was called No Newton. 
I don't know why. I have no idea what it means. That's just what he called it. Uh, I, I'm suspicious that he misheard some lyrics because he often did that. He always got my lyrics wrong. Um, he got lyrics wrong for, for every band on everything. And, and when he gets lyrics wrong, they're hilariously wrong. But he thinks they're like legit. Like this is what they are. I remember uh, we we opened for an um, an eighties uh, like late eighties early nineties uh, metal band um, called Skid Row, and uh, I like um, I like a lot of eighties music. I don't like a lot of eighties hairband music. Um, but I also do love a lot of eighties hairband music. <laughs> Listen, there's, man, it's there's so... certain ones. There's certain ones, man. And Skid Row was one of those ones. Like I, uh, I, I really. They they have a record called Slave to the Grind, and I love that record. I love so many songs on that record. I I could put that record on right now and just rock out to it. I love it. It's gone wild. Uh, Eighteen in life. Come on, man. Well, okay, so. Those two songs were their big hits from their first record, yeah. and um, and it was their uh, their their debut album. the The second album, "Slave to the Grind," uh, first metal album to ever debut at number one on Billboard. Actually, interestingly Interesting. enough, um, but "18 in Life," uh, song everybody knows, right? The chorus to "18 in Life." What are the lyrics? "18 in Life." You got it. You got it. Mr. Tassone. <laughs> legitimately thought like and and sang along <laughs> and really like like didn't like the song because of the lyric he thought that they said, which was wrong <laughs> and hated the song because of it. Right. We we opened for them. They didn't have uh, Sebastian Bach, their original singer. They had a different right. singer. He was terrible. They were awful. I stole this tequila. That's a whole other story. Um, but we're we're sitting there in the crowd, and uh, Jimmy's there, and his girlfriend's there, and she's singing along to the song. And he like looks at me, and he's like, "Man, what a dumb lyric." I was like, "What?" Like I, th- I, I actually, yeah. I think it's a pretty good lyric. Yeah. Eighteen in life, you got it. Like it, it's a yeah. story about a kid that like yeah, shoots up. another kid and goes yeah. to jail. He thought, believed, <laughs> owned. Like if sat down and given a piece of paper and a pencil and said, "You write me the lyrics to that song, and if you're correct, I'll give you a million dollars." He would have written down with his hand, 18 in life. Good golly. <laughs> what, what, what do you think that? What? Oh, my God. Was 18 it the, in life. Good golly. That. My God. Right, this isn't a Dick Van Dyke. uh, (laughs) Exactly, and and the best part about this is is I would be willing to put money down that that you and that every single person that's listening to this podcast right now, as I was going through talking about what he may have thought, no one 
not was one not of you <laughs> came up with good golly. Not one of you. I didn't <laughs> expect that. Actually, I covered that song in uh, in FFR. That was one of our first covers. Actually, it's I a great to, song. I it's a great song. I've maybe I've maybe covered that song maybe in like for Willis Heavy rehearsals like once or twice. We've we've played around with that song. We should do a sound good heavy acoustic. Ooh, that'd be good. That's a that's a fun song to sing because it's a tough song it. to sing. Yeah, yeah. Well, luckily I can scream, so the ending isn't that bad for me. Right, yeah, I can't. So the ending is very difficult for me. <laughs> yeah, you should try screaming. It's way easier. But I can sing it that high, so that's there. there Sometimes go. on a good day. Um, Tune down. So, so okay, so, so going back to the original. Right, so, so our song, You'll Never Know, I don't know what lyrics might have led him to think no Newton, but that's the only thing I can think yeah. of because – he made a list of songs. Um, we had uh, we had a, like three big um, cardboard sheets up on the wall in the studio with song titles and beats per minute next to them because we were uh, working on uh, playing along while we were using a metronome. So for those of you that are not musicians, a metronome is just something that you set at a certain time and it gives you like a click, right? And those clicks are all the same distance apart. So like if you put it on 60 BPM, that click is once per second and you get 60 of them in a minute and you go faster or slower. So we were practicing with a metronome. So just to tighten up and, um, and so he wrote down all these song titles and I'm looking up there and there were a few of them that I was like, what song is that? I have no <laughs> idea what song that is. And No Newton was one of them. And a couple of the other ones, like, as we changed the titles, it was fine. And it just kind of worked. Right. But for some reason, that song, anytime I would put on a set list, you'll never know. Jimmy had no idea what song I was talking about. I see, I don't. And I'm, I'm as we were talking about this, I'm, I, the song is playing back in my head. I know the song. Right. I, I don't know where the hell it would come from. I have no, no idea. Either. No idea. No idea. Dude, so, you got it. Good golly. I syllables? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but but back to one of the things that I was talking about and and you know, working with working with other people and you know, I, I like to try and let people have some input and stuff like that. And um a lot of my band stuff, uh it, it it's done music first and then you, you write vocals over it. That's how you include other people into the process. Um, I know, you know, Jim does this a lot of times and I, I do it a lot of the time is, is I'll just present a song right. pretty, not, not completely done, but pretty much done. And like, you know, yeah, a lot of people not, don't realize it's not that. quite like here, play this, but it's like, Hey, here's like a lot of this. <laughs> right. Right. And there may be tweaks here and there, but, of course. um, I mean, as far as as far as like the real world is concerned, we've written a whole song already. OK, um, so that's that's the way things have worked, you know, more recently for me. But um, in the past, I've always tried to, especially being guitar player first, 
is I've always been like, guys, if you have lyrical content or anything like any ideas that you want to add to the add to this, like, let's do it. Like, I'm, I'm all about it. I, I like having input and stuff like that. So, you know, a lot of the guys would mess with me and just just be like, well, you know, this should be the title, you know, like Meatbox. Right. Um, and and the story behind Meatbox is uh, it was a pedal. It was a compressor pedal by DOD. Oh. And Joey, okay. Joey DeMarco had one. Of course he did. Of course he did. One. And then he, uh, for whatever reason, he gave it to me. Okay. And I had no, I had no use for it or whatever. So what I do with it is I would repair my other pedals. Like I'd have boss pedals and stuff. And I just pilfer off of that. And I just use parts to <laughs> fix my pedals. Right. Um, Little did you know more, that, that is the greatest pedal of all time. And you just didn't know it more, yet. But, wait, more on that later. But <laughs> so, so I would just take from this thing. So that was always funny. So he gave that to me. Um, and then also, there was a t- there was a time and a place when um, KFC had some insane box that had some stupid amount of chicken, and we we you know be in a band and you always egg each other on. You're just like you, Joe. You couldn't eat that whole thing. You couldn't do that. So we dubbed that the meat box, and that's great. For, forevermore, Joey Nunn or Joey Demaco. One of his names was Meatbox. So they wrote lyrics to this song, and or I'm sorry, they wrote they wrote um, music to this song, and um, it was a one guitar song. And I said, okay, well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna write to it. I want to do one guitar. And uh, they said, well, you can do one guitar, but you have to name the song Meatbox. <laughs> and I said, okay, fine, I'll do it. So I actually wrote a song called meatbox and it was basically about just you know somebody taking and taking and taking from you to repair themselves um and it ended up working out and they that's pretty awesome actually yeah they knew none the wiser and then fast forward uh quite a few years later um oh dude it, it must have been all of six or seven years later and joey texts me and he goes hey dude do you still have the meat box? I said, yeah, of course. It's somewhere in the garage in a box. I don't know. I don't know how many parts it needs or whatever, but you may need washers and this and that. You want it back? He's like, yeah, I do want it back because I can sell it right now for $400 on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? And that's exactly what he did. That's he took great. it. He, he got all the parts that it needed and sold it on eBay. So, so again, for those of you uh, that are listening or or watching that that don't know us, that aren't from our area, that haven't seen the bands and stuff, um, Joey is a friend of both of ours. Uh, I know him as Joey Nunn. Um, yeah, a lot of people do. And uh, he is a fantastic musician, but an even more lovable human being. Yeah, and he is also like. And I and this translates outside of musicians, you know. Uh, if you have that friend that has all the best tech, mm-hmm. right? Everything 
he has the best mechanical pencil because he read reviews on mechanical pencils before he ordered one. Yeah. And he didn't even really need one. He just saw one yeah. once and said, I'm going to buy one and then had to do an hour's worth of research first. Yeah. Right. That's Joey. Yeah. Uh, and, and Joey's stuff. If Joey brings in gear, his gear is awesome. Top notch. His tone always. is always. awesome. Always. <laughs> Like he's, 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 he's one of those guys, man. He knows, like he knows his stuff and he researches it. And he, so, so your friend that has the best, uh, cast iron skillet. Yeah. That's your Joey Nunn. Yeah. Yeah. You know, your, your friend that, that did, that did 10 hours of research before he bought his TV. That's your Joey Nunn. You want to know something crazy? I've known Joey Nunn since sophomore year of high school. Really? Yeah. I met Joey when he was in a band called The Mercurial, and I was in a band called Sick as Monday, and we played shows together. And I, um, I liked him, but I didn't like anybody else in his band. <laughs> <laughs> but we wanted to play shows with them because they always drew a crowd, and they were pretty popular and they and people knew who they were and we wanted to be a band that people knew who we were and people showed up and stuff like that so we played a few shows with them but um it was hard to get shows with them because yeah. they were hard to talk to <laughs> and then uh and then joey joined uh seer after he was with you guys yeah and then like i was psyched band. when he was with you guys because i was like oh cool i love this band and i like everybody in it <laughs> And I get to be friends with Joey and not dislike the other guys in his band. Um, <laughs> now, full full disclosure, when I was in Sickest Monday, there were probably a lot of people that disliked me as well. Uh, those that was um, that was cocaine and vodka, Jimmy G, <laughs> 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 who was a not lot great quality. No, not great not, quality. Yeah, those those two things brought out the uh the worst in me <laughs> yeah whereas whiskey brings out the best yeah um so yeah so so i've known him since then which was probably i don't know maybe 12 years ago 13 years ago probably yeah probably something like that right around around like 2008 maybe actually yeah. Probably around that. 2007? Maybe earlier. I don't even know. Probably yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. But I love that but, guy. Oh, I love yeah. that guy. So, so uh, after my long diatribe. So have you ever been told by band members, like, if after you wrote an instrumental part or what, whatever it is, have you ever been told, told by somebody, this is the title of the song, and then you write around it? No, I have not. Oh man, it's uh I would like to. I would honestly like to. Um I'm trying really hard to get there. I have always been the um the central writer of uh of every project that I've been a part of until I started working with you. Right. And that was the thing that kind of broke some of my you know, remember, like I said before, how like I had this way of doing things until something forces me to do it different. And working with you forced me to write in a different way. Yeah. 
And, um, and so then I've tried to kind of incorporate that. I always was one that like, I would bring, I was bringing full songs to the band 90% of the time. Yeah. And, um, even if we jam, like we would jam on something and get an idea and then I would go home and I would write it and I would write it from the jam, but I would write the whole thing and I'd write all the transitions and then I would come back and go, okay, here it is. Right. And, and, um, and it was more of a case of like, okay, everybody do whatever it is you want to do, but here's your map. Yeah. Right. Here's how long every part is. Here's where the chorus comes in. Here's where everything comes in because now I've put lyrics to it. So you can't change that part. Can't change the course. Yeah. Right. Um, since I started working with you, like the very first time I worked with you, we sat down and like I came up with a guitar thing and you immediately were like, oh, let's let's put these drums to it and do this and let's loop this and let's do this. And then you're like, you you ready to write some lyrics? Get your notes out. And I was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do that. And uh, and so that gave me a whole different perspective on how to write um, with another person. And so I've been slowly trying to bring that into um, the band situation and and give everything more of an organic thing. And it's it's tough sometimes because it still it feels a lot of the times like, man, this would go a lot quicker if I just if everybody just left me alone and I went home and I wrote it and I came back and 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 we did it. Yeah. But it's, it's um, I like the challenge and I like trying to do it in a different way. Um, so it's been it's been fun and interesting and stuff. But I, I have not I have yet to have someone go here. The, here's the title. Let's go. Uh, the, the closest I've had to that is you going. Here's what lyrics I have and what they're about. Now you write the next part. And I was like, what? <laughs> it's all an exercise man yeah it, it totally is and that's but that's awesome like anything you yeah. do in life i think that once you get into a routine um it's great to get into that routine so that you can uh so that you can progress and so that you can um create mm-hmm. but then at some point you have to break the routine otherwise you're not going to create anything new yeah. And and I think that is a uh that's a big part of what writing should be. So so I'm 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 trying. <laughs> I'm getting yeah. there. Um I still have I still have that like panic attack when when like someone in the band goes, What's this song about? And I'm like, I, I don't tell people what songs are about. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's something that's hard to get over, yeah. I, you know. And um, for for me, um, when I put LTOB together, the first thing I said is, is you know, it would be really cool to have two singers. Like, and at the time that we were getting together, there's there's a there was a big surge of bands that were more than one singer. Yeah, but it was a lot of this guy screams and this guy sings. Right, not a lot of. They both do both, and um, that was that was something that was pretty important to me, uh, heading into uh, a situation like that. So, 
you know, and then again, you know, working with a second person and, uh, you know, in varying degrees of uh, experience, regardless, you just got to kind of be open and, and, and just sort of be like, okay, like, what do you want to sing about? Like, what do you, what do you feel like? And uh, that's the best way to go, man, is, is just kind of, or if you have a direction and go, that's here, you get, just get inside my head. <laughs> and this is, this is what happens. Um, I will say that a lot of times, not, not a lot, not a lot, but um, I'm going to, I'm going to ruin things, something for everybody Uh-oh. right now. <laughs> I'm going to ruin it. So uh, I'm sure many of our listeners know about this, know of the song hypocrite. It is LTOB's uh, highest played song. Yep. Um, and uh, fantastic yeah. song. Thank you. Um, I really grew to hate it because what I wrote about and what Artie wrote about <clears throat> are just two completely different things. So I came up with a chorus with the chorus and um, he wrote something. And it was kind of one of those things where he knew his direction. I knew my direction and there was no middle. <laughs> right. And, uh, and yeah, I, I, I just, that song irks me, but if we <laughs> didn't, if we didn't play it, there would be a, 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 a mutiny. Well, I, I think, um, specifically about that song, which uh, all your listeners can find on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you listen to music right now. Uh, Hypocrite LTLB, Last Turn Off Broadway. The thing I that I knowing that. All right. So let me back up before I speak over myself speaking, uh, knowing that you felt that because I've known that you felt that for a very long time because we yeah. talked about it. Um, the thing that I found really cool about that and i still find cool about that and that i hope you will will turn your brain on that song eventually someday is the realization that like um you had your thing that it was about already had his thing that it was about but when listeners listen to the song they have their thing that it's about and that includes both of your ideas right. And right. both of your things, um, and it's a it's a really good example of how, you know, at least for the idea of getting it out there and recording it and letting it be what it is, um, both of you or just you, if you were the one that kind of had the thought, setting your ego aside to let the song be what it is, and then allow other people to attach meaning to it. Yeah, because to me personally, like a song to me is like uber personal. Yeah, and and um and means a lot to me. But at the point that I put it out and someone else hears it, I've kind of figured out how to let that completely go. Because at that point, it's no longer personal to me. Okay. It's personal to whoever's listening to it. 
right? So when I listen to it, it's personal to me and I get my meaning and I get what I feel and I get my thing. When someone else listens to it, if they get a different thing, I have to not let myself be like, no, 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 you're wrong. You're getting the wrong thing out of it. And I've had that happen. I've had people um, talk to me about songs that uh, that meant one thing to me and meant a completely opposite thing to them. Right. And I and I couldn't believe that because I was like, how are you getting the opposite meaning out of what I am putting out there? But I have to go, OK, uh, I'm not you. I'm not in your head. I'm not your brain. I'm not your experiences. I'm not your upbringing. I'm not your life. So you get what you get out of it. I have to go, OK, I wrote it for me. I made it for me, but I put it out for you. Okay. Once it's out there, it's for everyone who's listening to it. And the fact that anyone is getting something out of it means that you like succeeded over and above anything that you could have ever imagined when you wrote the song. Because you didn't write the song going, I want this to change someone's mind about something or to reach them. You wrote the song going like, this is how I feel right now. Yeah. Right? So the song succeeded already when you wrote your part. It didn't succeed when he wrote his part. But when someone else heard it and made it theirs, it it became this whole other thing that you could have never imagined it being. And thankfully, you guys wrote your parts so that it could do that for somebody. You know, I never thought of it that way. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Now I'm going to try and get over it. <laughs> you should, because uh, it's a it's a really good song. Um, I'm a fan of the song. And uh, I know a lot of people that are huge fans of the song. Yeah. And maybe there's people that uh, don't get any meaning out of it at all and just are into it because of how great of a jumper it is because it yeah. is <laughs> yeah but yeah. There, there's some you, people that are really into the song like it's a well-written song like that that's a good one <laughs> yeah we, we we wrote some bangers yeah absolutely I, I I I yeah but yeah that so so yeah, the the whole so sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, and and you take the good with the bad, and um, that's something for me. I I've always just I've I've the way that my musical career has moved forward is I, I've always had to change my the way I did things. So for from like high school to you know first half year of college uh was just me being a guitar player me coming up with instrumentals and somebody else singing over them and this and that then it moved to becoming a singer and really writing the the first songs that i've ever really written but when i first started i i actually was singing somebody else's lyrics because i was a fill-in right so so it it was you know at the time too, I just I, I took artistic license. I changed some melodies. I've you know did some changes with with words and whatnot. And then you know, 
as we moved on, it was it was something different every time. Then you know, then it was a three piece, and then it was a then I had a, a a female singer, and then they said, okay, well, we want you to throw some stuff in too, and then it was being a front man again, and then it was being on my own, and so I've always tried to change things up and change the way I've done things, and and that's one of the things that that's awesome about working with you too, because I can look at things through your perspective and not, not uh, getting, you know, I'm not trying to suck your dick or anything here, but <laughs> like you, you're, you're legit. One of my favorite songwriters ever. Stop flirting. Yeah. But it, you know, like legit, like you, you're one of my favorite songwriters ever. And the fact that I get to work with you and, and, get your perspective on stuff i think it works out really well I, I, I like it that's cool i appreciate it you working with you was a lesson for me in checking my ego and uh and that's not to say like i don't think that i'm egotistical mm -hmm. but i definitely have an ego you know we all do we all have an ego we all think that we're at some point right and I walked into the situation writing with you um, thinking like, okay, cool, we're equals, right? But I came in and you had this whole like a year's worth or more, but a year's worth of experience in working with another singer that I didn't have. And some of your experiences in like you were just saying, changing what you're doing. I've never been in a band where I sang someone else's lyrics. I've never been a placeholder. I've never like um, I auditioned for a couple bands when I when I moved to New York that uh, gave me lyrics to do and stuff like that. And those bands never went anywhere. Right. And so, um, you know, the, the closest I got was being in a duo where uh, with uh, my good buddy, Brian Speaker, who pretty much from high school, junior high on taught me how to be a singer and taught me how to be a writer and taught me how to be. So it was just easy to just follow. I just kind of followed his lead and, but we, we each wrote our own lyrics. We wrote our own songs and then we jumped together as a duo. And so coming and working with you, I had that mindset of like, Oh, it's probably going to be like that yeah. where like, you know, we're two songwriters and we're going to come together and we're going to just do this thing. And it was immediately a, a thing like, Hey man, like you haven't done this as much as he has. And he's also like looking at you right now and going, what do you got? <laughs> and you, and you don't have anything. So you should probably come up with something. You know, it was a, it was a really good moment of like, all right, bud, check your ego and learn here. You know, like, don't assume you're coming in this as as an as an equal right now. Don't look at what you've, quote unquote, done or released or have already as as though it's a part of this or or worth anything like you've got to produce. Like, and you've got to produce and he's producing quickly and right now and he's asking you to produce so produce and it was uh it was a really cool thing 
And it was, like I said, it was like any, it's an ego check and it's a um, kind of calling you out on like, a, okay, you're a songwriter, write. All right, you're a guitar player, play. You know, you do this, so so go. You know, not like, not like, what have you got? What have I got? Let's talk about it for a while. Let's bring things in for a while, you know. Uh, let me Let me learn your thing. And let you learn my thing. It was like from zero, let's do this thing. And you were like, all right, this is what I'm doing already. Fit yourself in. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I fit myself in. Well, I mean, okay. so And it was awesome. Like, it was super cool. And I needed it. I needed that. Um, and so I, I appreciate that. So uh, so your your compliment comes right back. Right back to you. That's because... Because you've made me a better songwriter in the past since we've been working together because you pushed me to do it differently and you pushed me to do something else. And and that, like, I appreciate the shit out of that because that's awesome. That's why that's why I'm here to do it anyway. I you know, I'm not here to do what I do and then be done. <laughs> I'm here to like do something and have somebody go, that's eh, all right. Do better. Do it different. I find a new I, uh, one. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's the reason why I was like that is because a lot of band situations. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to yeah. say which bands or w what people or whatever, but I'd literally show up and they'd be like, okay, what do you have? There's four other people in the room. Right. Right. <laughs> why, why is it? Why is it? what do i have or three there's three other people in the room why is it what do i have so i either had to have something or be prepared to stare at other people for two or three hours yeah <laughs> no and that's and, and that's great because i've had that same experience and um saying what do you have and have someone come back at me with like i have this this and this is a different experience to where you go, oh shit. <laughs> well, yeah, that we see, I have me, to build on that now because it's there, it exists. You have something. Me, it was like it was I wasn't like, aware you were gonna have something. I didn't have anything prepared for that answer. Well, yeah, I well, you know, the thing was is I, you were coming in to to with me and and right. I couldn't not have anything. Right. Well, and I, yeah, I felt the same way. So it was so, cool. It was yeah. definitely cool. Wow, what a love session that was. Yeah, right? <laughs> it was great. I love you, man. I love you too, buddy. Um, Those that so are listening, never be afraid to tell your friends you love them. Yeah, we do, we do that. We've done, been doing that a lot. Yeah. Huh? You know what? Actually, I, I, I hate, and I'm going to say this right now. I hate. I hate. I understand it. I understand it. But I hate it. I hate that, like... Guy friends of mine, when when we have like a moment like that, I go, man, I love you. They, a lot of them have to be like, yo, man, no homo. I love you too. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> I mean, it's abundantly clear that they're lying because they had to point that out. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Let's just make out. <laughs> I know. I know the preconceived notions of this, but but for real, no homo. 
Yeah, I I just think that's silly. I think it's a silly thing. I've always thought that was a silly thing. Yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> because because that doesn't even make sense. Because you know, uh, my my friends that are gay, I love them, and yeah. they love me, and they don't have to say that. Okay. They don't have to say, "Yo, man, homo, I love you." <laughs> what does that even mean? Does that mean I'm not hitting on you? No shit. <laughs> why do you have to say that? Oh man, I don't know. I don't know why that bothers me, but I I always feel no, like I, I, I always feel it. like man, do you like you? Are you really that like? Are you insecure to the point where you have to like go? I just want to make sure that you know that when I tell you that I have affectionate feelings for you, that uh, I don't mean. <laughs> That I would like to take you out on a date. It's, it's so funny because now that that one that was it six letters has such a big, long explanation. You've defined the whole thing, right? It's so dumb. It is pretty <laughs> it's so dumb. dumb. It is pretty dumb. Well, that was a good love session, but I think it's time for the. Oh, we got to do a powered by Pod next of the week and yeah it, it, it's, it's jim's turn oh it is my turn that's right that's right it is my turn so i've got my camera in position that i can actually you can actually see the um the shuffle this week yeah that's true i can see the shuffle i need to get my bearings with the uh camera but you've got it yeah it's 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 right to the to the left of or to the right my looking of your of your name, which is good. I could see it. My name's super long now because I added the bacon as my passions. Yeah. You know what? I think I'm gonna take the something heavy off. You should probably just take the other things off. People know who we are. <laughs> yeah. People, yeah. We plug, we plug the crap out of our bands. So we do. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's another one of those things where it's just like marketing. Enough already. But this isn't a marketing podcast. This is two dudes hanging out. All right, Jim Z. Sweet, so, let's do this. I am. I've got uh, all these cards. All right. Your thumb on your left hand. Uh-huh. All right. Whatever finger is opposite of that thumb directly, that's the uh -huh. card I want. Pinky. That's the pinky. So he's got his he's got his uh he's got it fanned out. His pinky was directly opposite his thumb. That's the one I picked. And this is the one. It All right, that's the one. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? And and hmm. you can't you can't change the uh, not gay part about yourself. <laughs> well, I mean that would be a that would be a fun thing to change. Yeah. Let's see. If I could change one thing about me. Um, well, I'll tell you what, I've been consistently trying to change something about me for years and it's been happening little by little by little by little. And that is, uh, I can be very mean in, in the way that if I think it's funny to me, I will just. I will like bury somebody <laughs> if it's entertaining to me. 
So, so one thing that I'm actively trying to change about myself is I'm, I'm trying to, uh, be less of one of those people that will, uh, not that will stop thinking about somebody else when I'm being entertained. Cause if it's entertaining to me, man, I'll put you in the ground and then I'll feel bad about it, but I'll be like, man, it was so funny when it was happening. All right. So All that's right. well that's one that's one thing and that's like a real deal thing that I every year I kind of take a little bit of stock in myself. I used to be like if if we met and we're hanging out 10 years ago, we wouldn't have been hanging out because you you would have probably hated me. Um I didn't make a lot of new friends at that time. I just had a lot of friends that like knew me as as a real person and then however I acted based on whatever substances I was on and then whatever I was, what it was in my brain at the time and whatever excuse I can come up with. That's not really an excuse. It's just that I was an asshole. Uh, they were like, yeah, but if you get to know him, he's a really good guy. <laughs> he really cares a lot about his friends. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, all right. So we, we, we spoke about my first conceptions of you. I was, you know, you just wore eyeliner and whatever. That's uh, not cool, but uh, I'll, I'll still wear eyeliner if I want to. Just yeah. if I'm going for a look, I'm going for a look, man. Yeah, yeah, and and so uh, bacon is my fashion. We, uh, I, I feel like I feel like you and I always got along, though. Yeah, and it's been a long time. <laughs> it's, it's been, been a, it's it's been a long time. Um, yeah, I I think I was past. I I had already had my. Uh, my my come to hate Zeus moment uh -huh. on on those type of things uh, before I met you, um, okay. but it was recently before I met you, so I might have been on really good behavior. Cool. Well, it might have been one of those times where I was like, okay, it's new people and you like them and you think they're talented and you want to be their friends. Don't be a dick, because <laughs> normally, like you know, I I used to be the type of person that like. I would watch someone speak and if you watch someone talk and you watch someone in like a conversation with somebody else and you look at their eyes and you look at their body language, you can find when something is said that makes them uncomfortable right? right. or that betrays a little bit too much. Like they, they said something that they wish they didn't or things you can pick up on those things. And then if you're a total dick, you can take those things and you can make those the center of attention for the rest of your time while you're with that person um, to make everyone else around them laugh. And <laughs> yeah, and it's a, it's a, it's a dick move. It's a dick move and you shouldn't do it. Um Proving to everybody how how clever you are isn't always the way to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, with that said, um, we should... <laughs> with great power comes great responsibility, man. Yeah, I mean, this was like it's an Uncle Ben lesson. Yeah, this was like a serious ending, huh? So I, it was. I, I I decided to go with the serious answer to the questions. <laughs> hey, whatever, man. That, that's sorry, cool. dude. Cool. I mean, okay, my. Uh, I wish that no 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 you answered the question and 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 <laughs> Finn Finn all right
Sorry. Okay. You get one okay. answer. One thing you can change about yourself. I have one eye that squints more than the other one for some reason. I have a lazy eyelid. I would change that. Yeah. Well, could be worse. Yeah. I could be like um, Bruce. My eyeballs could be in different directions. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. So we have the Patreon. Yeah. We have the website. We have the pod decks. So go to baconismypassion.com. Or bacon or baconismypodcast.com. Either one. Oh, we okay. It's <laughs> either one. Either one. Whatever you remember. If you're if you're someone that listens to the podcast a lot, so bacon is my podcast is the thing that pops in your head, dot com it. Yeah. If you're someone that listens to the music a lot and bacon is my passion is the thing that you listen to a lot, dot com it. It's gonna go to the same spot. Same right. spot. And through there, you can find Bacon is my Patreon. Yes. Which will have additional content. Like everything we have to edit. Video. Yeah, right. It's it's kind of like the B reel. Yeah. But we're also gonna do some live stream concerts and hangouts and, and things of that nature. Absolutely. Maybe, some uh, maybe we can uh movie watch alongs and yeah, cooking. movie watch alongs, cooking uh with Mike and Jimmy. Yeah. Separately and together. Separately and together. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Who knows what's gonna go on crazy. there? Let's get crazy on the Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. But also on the Bacon is my podcast page, we have the wonderful section of Bacon is my fashion. Yes. Where we took some things that you may or may not have heard on the show. Hashtag professional, baby. In the, in the shirts, <laughs> in the merchandise. It's great. Don't you so, zest me. That's going to be soon. That's going to be. Don't you zest me is coming. That, that's coming. I'm trying to like, uh, I want to find like a, a cartoon lemon zester. Yes. <laughs> so I can put it on there as like an icon. We're just making dumb stuff, guys. We're just making dumb stuff. And if you, uh, have honestly, if, if you buy a shirt, we get maybe like two bucks from it because we don't want to charge that much. Mm -hmm. But if enough of you buy shirts, uh, all those two bucks come in, and then if you're if you're Patreon members and you hang out and watch movies with us and watch us do live streams and hang out and play music with us and stuff like that, then maybe, maybe once a month, you can buy us a drink. Yeah. We like drinks. You know? Maybe we'll just do a video with as many of you as possible and we'll just cheers. Ooh, That's it. I like it. Let's do a cheers video. Where everybody knows your name? Nah, I don't need everybody's name. I just... <laughs> so uh okay. I just need like I just need like ah vodka girl, whiskey dude, what's up, Jack Daniels girl? <laughs> All right. Well, that's some that's some stuff that we're gonna do. So yeah. we're gonna do it. And so, I hope you participate. And keep if involved. you don't participate, you're just missing out. Indeed. Right. Indeed. And who wants to miss that? Who passes on bacon? Nobody. Nobody. I had Nobody. extra bacon this morning. Because because yeah. you ever been to a bacon. brunch? You pass on bacon? No. No. You know what happens? You get to the bacon section and it's empty because every mm -hmm. asshole before you I took all the bacon. Want. So you wait. You wait. wait. You'll finish Fresh your meal. Bacon. You'll drink your mimosa. You'll have a stomach ache because orange juice should not be mixed with 
with champagne ever, but it's but it's delicious, but it's your stomach's hurting, and you had eggs that were terrible and rubbery, and you waited, and you're full, and you waited, and they bring out the new bacon, and what do you do? You line up and you fill your plate with that sweet, sweet bacon. I love how it's always piled so high. Oh, like that that cover comes off that it's kind of like a circular and just kind of go. I, how do they get it so brown? Yeah, I don't know. I've never made bacon as brown as bacon on a on a brunch line. Bacon wave, bacon wave, Jim. Yeah does your does your micro bacon wave make bacon that brown? You've had the bacon wave from the microwave. It wasn't as brown as a brunch line, my friend. It was not. It was delicious. And and the brunch line bacon is is honestly like in the lower uh, percentage of quality of bacon, <laughs> to be honest. But it's bacon, so it's still awesome. But man, it's so brown. It looks like it looks like brown sugar. <laughs> and I put brown sugar on my bacon, and it doesn't turn like that. Maybe they pulled it from the toilet. Maybe. Bye, everybody. See you.